Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Friday, August 4th, and we start, as always, with local news. Just after 11 p.m. on August 1st, Murray County Fire Department was dispatched to the intersection of Campbellsville Pike and Shegog Lane for a vehicle fire. Murray 911 quickly notified responding units that the vehicle was reportedly on fire with a person possibly trapped. Columbia Fire and Rescue was requested on mutual aid due to the proximity of the incident to the city limits. A Murray County Fire Department unit arrived and rescued the occupant from the vehicle. Columbia Fire and Rescue Emergency 4 was able to extinguish the fire quickly after arrival. Decked out in his Air Force bomber jacket, motorcycle helmet, and aviator sunglasses, Spring Hill Mayor Jim Hageman delivered a brief synopsis on the state of the city of Spring Hill to the Spring Hill Chamber of Commerce last week as if he were Maverick from Top Gun. Following a movie trailer-like introduction, the mayor spoke on topics such as infrastructure improvements and capital projects, among others. With traffic being top of mind for anyone who is even an arm's length has an arm's length relationship with the city, Mayor Hageman updated business owners on six projects the city is working to improve. Among the projects updated were the Interstate 65 interchange, widening of Buckner Lane and Main Street. One of the issues the city is working to resolve is traffic congestion. Mayor Hageman said, "We want the best flow of traffic there can be." One of the ways to accomplish the best flow of traffic on an interchange is to use the diverging diamond design, which is what will be used at the June Lake exit. Additionally, improvements will be made to U.S. 431 to go along with what has already been completed at Buckner Lane. Over the next couple of years, Buckner Lane will continue to be upgraded all the way to Duplex Road with five lanes, a multi-use path on one side and sidewalk on the other. It is well planned, it is funded, and a bid opening for the north section from Buckner Road to Austin's Way at Summit High School will be August 16th, the mayor said. The next section from Summit High School south to Duplex Road bid opening will be in November of 2024. I am known around the office as a smart growth guy. This is smart growth because we can't do everything at once, but rather as funds are spread out. This is incredibly well planned, he said. There is $35 million budgeted for the project, but Mayor Hageman warned inflation could increase those costs, but noted the city has planned for that as well. As for the update to Main Street on U.S. Highway 31, he reiterated the road is a state road and the city cannot control anything in regards to improvements other than contributing funds. Tennessee Department of Transportation has the authority to disperse funds statewide. Memphis has their own Highway 31. Chattanooga has their own 31. This is a lot where politics come into place, he said. Who gets the priority? We have people that are constantly approaching them to tell them Spring Hill needs this done. We are confident that it is going to get done, but it takes time and effort, he said. The city receives funding from federal dollars each year for road projects and has consistently placed them into the funding balance to be used on that project. Hageman said the fund is at $3.1 million. We're going to use that for design and rights-of-way acquisition cost, he said. Before the presentation, while updating business owners about the progress being made on housing developments, Jack Mayer of John Mayer Builders pledged up to $100,000 for the completion of the weight room at the new Spring Hill Police Headquarters building. The weight room was cut from the initial building due to budget concerns, but Mayer said they are excited to be able to give back to the department. 
It's amazing how well Chief Don Bright has been able to keep our city safe with the amount of growth we've seen over the years, and they deserve this, Mayor said as he shook Bright's hand. Growth has not only skyrocketed with residents, but Spring Hill Chamber of Commerce Executive Director Rebecca Melton also noted the chamber grew to more than 500 members over the last month. Mayor said his dad, John, recalled being at chamber meetings around a dinner table with only a handful of other members. Spring Hill is estimated to have more than 55,000 residents in 2023, after the 2020 census counted more than 50,000. Voices for a Safer Tennessee, a nonpartisan coalition dedicated to prioritizing gun safety and advocating for common-sense gun laws, held a forum on faith, firearms, and community safety in Columbia on Wednesday, July 26th. Those in attendance included Columbia Mayor Chaz Mulder, State Representative Scott Sapicki, and State Senator Joey Hensley, among other elected officials. The panel discussion was held just weeks before a special called session of the General Assembly on Public Safety, which is scheduled for August 21st. In May, Governor Bill Lee announced his plans for a special legislation session to strengthen public safety and preserve constitutional rights, according to an announcement made by the governor's office. Governor Lee's announcement came just over a month after the March 27th Covenant school shooting, which left three children and three adults dead, including two friends of Lee's wife. Days after the shooting, Voices for a Safer Tennessee was formed in an effort to make the state safer through legislative action on gun safety. Todd Cruz, chairman and treasurer for Voices for a Safer Tennessee, said he became involved after learning one of his neighbors lost their daughter in the shooting. That was heartbreaking because I couldn't imagine if it was one of my kids, Cruz said. Having the discussion with our children about what happened, that was tough. For me, that's what said something has to change, he said. The nonpartisan, nonprofit grassroots coalition outlines four separate gun safety reforms that the Tennessee General Assembly should consider enact protection orders for persons showing elevated risk of harming themselves or others, implement child access prevention and safe storage laws, expand background checks to all firearm purchases, and require firearm safety courses for ownership. Understanding what laws exist is important, Cruz said during the forum, which was held at First Presbyterian Church in Columbia. If you buy a firearm in Tennessee, you do have to get a background check, but that's if you go to a certain dealer that sells firearms. There are challenges with our background check system. It's just broken. Fixing the background check problem is step one, he said. Panelists also spoke on data released by the CDC, which shows firearms are the leading cause of death for U.S. children and teens ages 1 through 19, surpassing motor vehicle accidents and those caused by other injuries as of 2020. There is this concern that firearm incidents are the number one cause of death for children in this state, Cruz said. That's a sobering statistic. It's around common sense. It's around secure storage. If you own a gun, store it. You know, know how to store it know how to use it, he said. The issue of mental health was also brought up, including the need for extra resources in the state. Panelist C.W. Ball, a family physician and former medical director at Murray Regional Hospital, said mental health has been ignored by the nation for many years. We need to spend more. We need to put more people out there that can be counselors, Ball said. We need to have more availability for people because it's always been a challenge as a physician to try to find mental health services for people, he said. Event moderator Reverend Trent Ogilvie, who is the CEO and executive director of Columbia Housing and Redevelopment Corporation, noted research which has shown only 4% of community violence is attributed to severe mental disorders. When 20% of people have a mental health diagnosis in this country, they're not 20% dangerous people, Ball said. 
On the other side of the coin, there are people who have borderline personalities, and again, they don't value life. Those are the kind of people that we say don't need to be around a firearm because they can be dangerous people. It's a small amount, but it's horrendous if things happen that way, he said. Reverend Russ Adcox, lead pastor at Murray Hills Church and panelist, spoke on the need for more churches to recognize mental health. For years, there's been a stigma associated with mental health issues among people of faith, Adcox said. The more churches can recognize and acknowledge that, it helps people get help. Sometimes you go to your pastor and they say you need to pray more or you need more faith. And I absolutely do believe in the role of faith and prayer, but I also believe there are people who need to seek professional help and medication, he said. When asked about the pushback Lee has received from many Republicans following his call for the special session, Cruz said the organizations pushing back aren't looking at the facts. Some have pushed back on any common-sense gun reform, believing it's a slippery slope. If anything passes, it will lead to even more restrictions, Cruz said. I think what we find is sometimes these organizations that push back and they push back loudly or they try to bully people into the right answer don't have facts to back it up. Data doesn't lie. There are pragmatic safety solutions that can allow firearm safety to exist just like car and car safety exist. Speaking on the upcoming special session, Cruz said he feels optimistic, though it won't be a fast process, he said. This is not going to get solved in August, he said. This probably isn't going to get solved in 2024, but we have to keep the conversation alive. We have to keep the ball moving forward, he said. In a statement following the panel, Columbia Mayor Chaz Mulder said he appreciated that the state legislative delegation was present. The fact our legislative delegation was present tells us they are willing to listen, Mulder said. One thing that seems pretty clear is an overwhelming amount of Tennesseans support some of the initiatives being discussed relative to this upcoming special session, he said. For more information on Voices for a Safer Tennessee, visit www.safertn.org. Join the City of Columbia and Columbia Fire and Rescue as they conduct their annual 9-11 Memorial Ceremony located at Firefighters Park at 1000 South Garden Street in Columbia at 8 a.m. on Monday, September 11th. Local leaders will honor the brave men and women of emergency services. The public is invited to attend. Dozens of elected officials, firefighters, and supporters gathered for the opening of the long-awaited Fire Station No. 5 in Hampshire, Tennessee, last weekend. Murray County Fire and EMS Station 5 will replace an aging facility located in the heart of the community. Murray County Commission Chairman Eric Previtti said he has known for years that the community needed a fully functioning county-funded fire station to serve growing Hampshire. He remembers the former volunteer fire station as a shed-like structure with a fire engine wedged into the small space. This is much needed for the community, Previtti said. This is a great day for Murray County. With the commissions from 2018 to 2020, this is a piece of work former Murray County Commissioner Linda Whiteside has sought for years. This has been lifelong work to get this done for Miss Whiteside, he said. Whiteside has been working on getting a station approved for the community for almost 17 years. Murray County Mayor Sheila Budd acknowledged the planning that went into the funding and construction of the new firehouse. This family and this community has had a dream, and we are seeing the fruition of that dream today, Mayor Butt said. The most wonderful thing to me is that there were servants in government, servants in the community with no fanfare. They saw this spot for a new fire station. This will bring the community together, she said. Linda Whiteside talked about the importance of the station to the community at the groundbreaking ceremony back in April of 2022. All communities need a good fire station, Whiteside said. We are so proud of it. When we had a fire, we would just call each other, get the fire truck, and go. It has taken us a long time to get to this 
place, she said. Senator, State Senator Joey Hensley and Representative Kip Capley attended the ceremony. Located at 4126 Hampshire Pike, the new station is situated on a three-acre plat of land located south of the intersection of Dry Fork Road in the center of the small rural community. The new, fa- the new facility cost the county approximately $1.8 million. Tennessee Secretary of State Trey Hargett recently welcomed Columbia State Community College Student Government Association President Sasha Erickson to the annual College Civic Engagement Luncheon in Nashville. My office has partnered with colleges and universities across the state to register thousands of students to vote, said Secretary Hargett. Student leaders are essential to working with our office to increase voter registration. I appreciate Columbia State SGA President Sasha Erickson's commitment to increasing the number of registered voters on campus, he said. SGA leaders from more than 20 colleges and universities attended the college civic engagement luncheon. Each year, Secretary Hargett invites SGA presidents from every college and university across the state to join their fellow student leaders to discuss the importance of civic engagement and voter registration on the respective campuses in preparation for National Voter Registration Month in September. Although the age group of 18 to 24 years old have the lowest voter turnout, this luncheon included student leaders of that age range eager to educate and inspire those around to register and vote, said Erickson. With each student leader and college campus participation, I believe that we can and will make a difference to combat this shocking statistic, and I'm confident that at Columbia State, we are equipped with all the necessary tools to spark interest on our campuses for voting, as each vote, county and statewide, truly does make a difference, she said. The Secretary of State's office sponsors the Tennessee College Voter Registration Competition during National Voter Registration Month. The winning schools are selected based on the number of new students registered to vote relative to the size of their student body, as well as their social media engagement in promoting the Tennessee College Voter Registration Competition. The annual College Civic Engagement Luncheon is a wonderful opportunity for SGA members and college staff responsible for civic engagement at colleges and universities from across the state to come together to get excited and prepared to get college students registered to vote, said Tia Lambert-Miller, Columbia State Student Development Coordinator. I am particularly excited that our SGA president, Sasha Erickson, was able to attend and see the importance of getting her peers to register and to the polls to vote. We're excited to get students registered this fall through our National Voter Registration Day events, she said. For more information about the Secretary of State's Tennessee College Voter Registration Competition, visit sos.tn.gov forward slash civics. For more information on the Columbia State Student Government Association, visit www.columbiastate.edu forward slash SGA. Murray Alliance and CoWork Incorporated have partnered together to offer a 12-week boot camp led by Piton Consulting, designed for entrepreneurs who are ready to take their business to the next level. The Mule Force Entrepreneur Boot Camp is a transformative program designed to equip you with the essential tools and skills necessary to propel your business to new heights. During this business development program, Piton Coaching will guide you through a thought-provoking journey that will help you grow your business from infancy to expansion. By the end of the program, you will have the tools you need to become a more efficient and effective business owner with greater levels of impact and influence. Session dates are August 15th through October 24th, every Tuesday from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. at the Murray Alliance Building located at 106 West 6th Street in Columbia. The cost is $300. $150 will be refunded back upon completion of the course. To learn more, go to www.murrayalliance.com forward slash Mule Force.
Dr. Lauren Dayen, a specialist in pathology, has joined the medical staff at Murray Regional Medical Center. She is associated with Opus Pathology PCA Southeast. Dr. Dayen received her medical degree at the University of Cincinnati College of Medicine in Cincinnati, Ohio. She completed the following at Vanderbilt University Medical Center in Nashville, Tennessee, a residency in pathology, a fellowship in cytopathology, and a fellowship in surgical pathology. In addition to clinical experience, Dr. Dayen has taken part in numerous publications and conferences associated with her specialty. Dr. Dayen is board certified in anatomic pathology and clinical pathology, as well as cytopathology. The Murray County Fair will return on Thursday, August 31st and run until Monday, September 4th. All the family fun and entertainment you love will soon be back. This year, the fair festivities begins with a rodeo taking place on Thursday of Fair Week. Several other popular events will be happening like the junk car jump and run and the Saturday motocross races. In addition to the back arena fun, all your favorite animal shows and exhibitor competitions are back this year, too. The, zone, the Kids Zone will see a variety of live and exotic animals and science shows that will amaze kids of every age. For more on the fair and updates, visit www.murraycountyfair.com. The address for the fair is Murray County Park, which is Murray County, uh, I'm sorry, 1018 Murray County Park Drive in Columbia. Murray County Fire Department is accepting applications for their fall recruit class. The department provides fire and rescue services to 618 square miles in Murray County, Tennessee. In addition, the team offers public fire education, CPR certification classes, and smoke detector installations to the citizens of Murray County. No previous experience is required to join the annual recruit class. Murray County Fire Department training program helps you obtain the skills, certifications, and state-level requirements to become a support member or a firefighter. Visit www.murraycountyfiretn.org forward slash recruits and fill out an application today. Looking for a new career in law enforcement, Murray County Sheriff's Department announced that they are hiring for multiple positions. Current open positions include communication dispatcher, correctional officer, deputy, and sheriff administrative clerk. To apply, visit www.murraycounty-tn.gov forward slash jobs. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have thunderstorms early today with scattered thunderstorms throughout the afternoon. There is a potential for heavy rainfall. The high will be around 80 degrees. The chance of rain today, 100%. Tonight, we can expect some clouds with a stray shower or a thunderstorm possible. The low will be 69 degrees. For your weekend forecast, we will see more clouds with scattered thunderstorms. Highs will be in the high 80s and lows in the low 70s. There's about a 50% chance of rain all weekend long. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help, gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why your satisfaction is so important to Jeff Hargrove and Susie Sowell. There's a great deal of satisfaction in serving a family and serving them well. It's an eye for detail and thoughtfulness. 
and taking the time to see that things are done right. We do have nice facilities and good people, and we work hard to do things well, but we don't want that to intimidate people as to what they think it will cost. Taking care of you is our primary concern. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. Family first. <laughs> My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard, the same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg, we do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. This is Bob Kessling with Pat Ryan. It's a beautiful day for digging. The backhoe operator has the engine running and is moving into position. He's heading for the ground. He's in there. Wait, there's a flag on the play. Let's get out of the field for the call from our official. Illegal procedure on the digging team. Oh, that penalty could cause a costly accident. That's right, Bob. He needs to call before he digs. There's underground utility lines that could be hiding just below the surface. Water, sewer, electrical, communication lines, and even natural gas. Avoid a penalty by first calling 811 to have any underground public utility lines located and marked with flags or paint. It's free, it's easy, and it's the law. For more tips, visit pipesafety.org. This message brought to you by the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters and the Tennessee Gas Association, funded in part by a grant from the Underground Utility Damage Enforcement Board.
Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. New funding for military facilities and technology in Tennessee and a 5.2% pay raise for service members will be among the items funded in the federal government's annual military spending bill, U.S. Senator Marsha Blackburn says. We've got so many people that are thrilled to see that pay raise there because inflation has been difficult and Congress realizes that there are needs to be that there needs to be a way to offset that inflation, Blackburn said in an interview. After the August recess, Congress will begin to reconcile the House and Senate versions of the National Defense Authorization Act, or NDAA, which the Senate passed last week. The Senate version authorizes $886 billion for national defense, up from $816.7 billion last year and $777.7 billion in fiscal year 2022. Several contentious provisions are included in the House version, which passed earlier this month, including one to prohibit the Pentagon from paying for abortion-related travel expenses, gender transition surgeries, or hormone treatments for transgender individuals. The House version also blocks funding for diversity, equity, and inclusion administrators. Typically considered a must-pass funding bill, the NDAA has passed both chambers along largely party-line votes. Republicans in Tennessee's congressional delegation voted in favor, while U.S. Representative Steve Cohen, a Democrat from Memphis, opposed the bill. Blackburn highlighted new funding she helped secure in the Senate version, including new funding to make permanent the Pilot Pathfinder program, an effort that allows university engineers to visit with troops in the field to identify ways technologies could be helpful, then design innovative technologies to fill troop-specific needs. Last year, engineers at Vanderbilt University met with troops in the 101st Airborne Division at Fort Campbell and conceptualized a first-of-its-kind exoskeletal system to assist soldiers repeatedly lift heavier objects while avoiding fatigue and back injury. The product, dubbed the Exosuit, is now almost ready to move to the commercial market, Blackburn said. Similar partnerships also exist with the University of Memphis, Tennessee Technological University, and the University of Tennessee at Knoxville. When you start a pilot project and it proves successful, being able to move this into a full-time project, it's just exciting to see it happen, Blackburn said. This is solving problems. That's what people expect. And the great thing is that it is talent in Tennessee that is solving those problems, she said. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff, or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. 
And now our final story. There's a lot going on in Columbia this weekend. The Armory Recreation and Fitness Center invites the city's youth for an afternoon of getting soaked at Riverwalk Park as it hosts Water Wars this Saturday. The event will begin at 3 p.m. Saturday and will feature an assortment of water-related activities, including balloons, water guns, and a slip and slide. Kids can also have fun at the Columbia Rotary Splash Pad, which will be operating in full force on Saturday. You can also celebrate the new month as summer begins to wind down with another festive First Fridays, which, believe it or not, keeps getting bigger and better. As always, the main First Fridays events will run from 5 to 8 p.m. with shops staying open late, live music, food trucks, and lots more in downtown Columbia. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back on Monday to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great weekend.